Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Season 2 of the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am that host, Skits M. Jones. And to keep some familiarity, let's do what we always do when kicking off an episode. Let's talk about recent and upcoming events. Well, upcoming events. The holidays happened. They were fine. It was whatever. But we are officially in 2020, and there's a bunch of really cool shit coming up. First off, this Saturday, January 11th, Uncouth is at Sugar Skull in Franklin Park. Uh, We're playing alongside From Those Ashes, Exosphere, and Purge and Rebuild. Uh, Purge and Rebuild being one band, not and purge and rebuild. So, yes, Uncouth, From Those Ashes, Exosphere, Purge and Rebuild, Sugar Skull, Franklin Park, this Saturday. Don't miss it. Uh, Saturday, January 25th, I am returning to Nacho Treehouse. No peppers this time. Zero peppers, no peppers at all. Uh, amazing lineup for, uh, for comedy. It is myself, Monica Andrade, Yaz Bat. Um, I think there's more to be announced. Plus, there's live music, and they'll be doing CPR uh, certifications for people as well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Nacho Treehouse, a very strange, very fun, uh, wild fucking house party show thing. Um, let's see, Wednesday, oh, before I get to that, uh, in February, I'm going to be returning to another very cool, uh, little fucking house party show thing, I'm going to be back at Tonk House, uh, I'm not going to tell you all the info on that, because that's in February, and there will be more shows between now and then, but I just, we were talking about house shows, I got excited, anyway, moving on, Wednesday, January 29th, I am guest co-hosting Dragzilla's two-year anniversary show at Liars Club. I am so excited to be standing alongside uh, the the hosts and, and runners of Dragzilla, Cindy Vicious and Lucille Faux-Fur, uh, and then guest uh, performers on this uh, show, Synthetic, Tater Tot Noxious, Crystal Ball, and Venus. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic show. If you love drag or you enjoy drag and you've never been to Dragzilla, uh, now is a a wonderful opportunity to go. And hey, uh, I will be there guest co-hosting. What all is that going to entail? I don't fucking know. Uh, Show up and find out. January 29th. All right. And now the thing that I've been hinting at since last season of the podcast, the big things coming in 2020, the big things coming in February, Thursday, February 13th, the debut of comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret at Comedy Shrine in Aurora. That's right, Thursday, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, my show. The show that I've been trying to put together for so very long. I'll get into that history in a moment. But listen to this lineup. 
for the debut show. We've got comedy by Whitney Wasson and Cameron Little. We've got music by Emma Grace, who you've heard mentioned uh, on the podcast as an artist uh, and a musician recommendation. We've got drag by the aforementioned Lucille Fulfer of Dragzilla. We've got Burlesque by Misconduct of Shush Burlesque, which is a regular feature at Comedy Shrine. And my co-host and musical accompaniment, who you've heard on that recent crossover episode, Chris Bongat. That's right. I will be hosting. Chris will be co-hosting as well as doing some musical accompaniment. There's music. There's drag. There's burlesque. There's comedy. There's going to be games and so much more. I am so excited for this show. If you have been listening to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast for a while, you may have heard uh, my old pitch for the Skits M. Jones, uh, Skits' Day Drunk Pajama Jam uh, that was supposed to be a wrestling show that was pitched. And that was going to be a combination of wrestling, comedy, music, drag, burlesque, etc. Comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret just dropped the wrestling element, but is keeping all of the other things that I want. This is the kind of show that I want. It's the kind of show I want in the suburbs because the suburbs does not have this. And we should. We should have these fun, weird, queer niche, camp, delightful fucking variety performances. And I, I am I am so excited for this. I have been building this and working on this and, and trying to come up with the uh the the venue and the aesthetic and you know booking and paying uh my performers. That's right. Everyone gets paid. Uh there will be, um, no, cause look, I, I mentioned that when I was first pitching this idea, it was involved in wrestling. And as you know, the main thing that drove me out of wrestling was the fact that I was promised payment and didn't get paid. And I think we as performers and we as artists, uh, and especially we as comedians, we do not value ourselves. Uh, and we do not value the work that we do. And there is nothing wrong with getting paid for your art. There's this stigma around, you know, commodifying your art or whatever. But no, it's work. You're doing work. You're putting in work. You're doing a, a thing that is uniquely you. And if, if you are doing that thing, you should get paid for doing that thing. That's You are providing the, the service of performance. Um and in addition to that, uh, there will also be tipping at this show. That's right. Uh, it's a feature in drag. Uh, it's it's in some burlesque. Um, but I think it should be in all performance. Like, fuck yeah, tip your performers. If you like what they're doing, uh, give them a buck. You know? Give them five. Hell, uh, give 20 if you feel so inclined. Like, I, I really think that especially in in these times in this economy in the gig economy where everyone is working three four five different hustles whatever it is we should be taking care of our artists because you know it's the world is fucking crazy right now i'm not going to get into it i'm not going to get into it i'm not going to get into it but 
like a little entertainment, a little enjoyment, a little pleasant reprieve from the grind of the day to day is such a valuable thing, even just for one's mental health. And, you know, we pay mental health providers, we should pay our entertainers. Uh, So yeah, there will be tipping involved. I know I've mentioned uh, in, you know, past episodes when talking about drag that tipping was something I'd love to see incorporated in comedy. Well, it's going to be here as well. Uh, A fun little feature of the show is going to be a, a sign that I will have on stage. Because admittedly, you know, Tipping during a performance can be a little disruptive. So there will be a sign that shows which performers will uh, do crowd play and, you know, take tips directly from the the audience and which uh, performers would prefer you, uh, you know, drop your tip in a bucket so as not to disrupt the flow of their performance or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's a thing. It's going to be a thing. I... uh, Every performer is going to have merch space available. Like, I want performers to want to come to this show. And then for the audience, for those of you who are not performers or who will not be performing on the show or whatever, like, I want y'all to have a good time too. So there's going to be, there's going to be some games. There's going to be some, some shit given away. There's going to be just so much fun. And then the, the show itself like I said, comedy, music, drag, burlesque, something for everybody, so many things, and it's just going to be a joyous celebration of of a show. I, I want this to be the most fun you could possibly have at a show, um, and I'm going to do everything I can think of to make that happen. Uh, I want to pack the joint. Um, I, I am... I'm, thankful that Comedy Shrine is letting me do this. They're giving me the big room, the room that's usually used for the improv. That's the room that the show will be happening in. So there's a big stage, lots of room for the performers. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this. I've, I, I am over the moon that I finally get to do this. Um, so yeah, I, the, Mark your calendars, Thursday, February 13th. I've been given two dates, Thursday, February 13th and Thursday, March 12th will be the second comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret. Uh, I've already started to build the lineup for that show as well. Oh, when I can announce it, I will announce it. It is fantastic. Um, I, I, and if these two shows hit, I will officially be taken on as a monthly uh, show. And I, I, uh, I have, I'm going to be honest. I have goals for this show. I don't want it to stop it being monthly. I want this motherfucker to be weekly. I want this thing to happen all the time. I want this to be a show that people are scrambling to perform on and a show that people tell their friends they need to go to every month different performers. The only people who will be consistent are me and Chris. And even that might change. Like if, if this really starts to hit, there will probably be guest hosts, guest co-hosts, guest, uh, musicians. Like it's, this show is everything that I want a show to be. This is the kind of show that if I wasn't running it, I would want to be on it. And that's, that's what I want. I, I want a show that's so fun and so cool that like I would want to be on it if I wasn't actively, you know, putting it together. 
Um, and I, I think, I think I'm going to accomplish that. I think, God, I, I hope y'all come out. I really do. It's going to be wild. I'm going to talk more about it in the coming weeks. We've got like a little over a month until the show. So there's plenty of time for me to gush about it. But that, that's the big announcement that I had been teasing since last year was this show. Um, oh, so stoked. So yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up. Uh, additional things that are happening, changing. There's some new segments that I am including in the podcast. Um, I'm not doing all of them this episode, but there's, there's a couple. I want to, I want to add some things. I want to change up some things. I want to bring some new things in, uh, to, you know, keep it spiced up. I don't know whether or not I'm still going to do this twice a week, every week. I may drop down to once a week. It's a lot. Um, I, I was doing a lot. I did like 80 some episodes last year and there's only 52 weeks in a year. And I didn't even start at the beginning of the year. I started like sometime in spring. So it was a lot and I've got a lot on my plate. Uh, so this, this might be changing to a weekly episode. Let me know your thoughts on that. Hit me up on the social medias, you know, or drop me a voice message in the anchor app. Or, you know, email me at skitsmjones at gmail.com. I realized I said hit me up on the social medias at skitsjones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, primarily on Instagram. That's my main deal. Um, you know, but let me know. What do you think? Did, did, you, did you love the twice a week format? Are you fine with once a week? Do you still want it to be short? Would you like it to be a little longer? Um, you know, let me know what, what you think about the podcast and about uh, let me know what you think about the new segments. I think they're going to be fun. Uh, let's introduce you to the first of the new segments that I'll be doing this episode. And that is deep thoughts, uh, deep thoughts, thoughts spelled T H O T S. That's right. That hoe over there. Deep thoughts is a segment where I will be taking, uh, quotes, whether famous or, or just interesting, from uh, either deep thinkers talking about sex or people known for uh, sex, whether it's, um, you know, pornography or sex work or whatever their their deal is, uh, and then taking their, you know, deep thoughts. So yeah, it's uh, sex quotes. And here's the first one. We're going to kick it off with Everything in the world is about sex, except sex, which is about power. That's a quote from Oscar Wilde. Uh, Oscar Wilde, a wild motherfucker in his own right, uh, a renowned 19th century author known for his novels such as The Picture of Dorian Gray and The Importance of Being Earnest, uh, also known for his being arrested and tried frequently for homosexuality, which was illegal in its time, and yet this motherfucker would just be out on the streets doing it. Um, as such, he was imprisoned. Uh, he had a decline in health and a decline in favor in society. You know, when I say he was a renowned 19th century author, you've heard of the picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, the importance of being earnest has been made into a movie uh, a few times and probably won some, uh, you know, some of those those floofy awards that, like, period piece movies win. 
Keira Knightley might have been in it. Who knows? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, he, he had a decline in, in favor in society and uh, as such, you know, kept writing during his imprisonment and, and kept producing. Um, but, uh, if, you know, eventually succumbed to an early death of meningitis at age 46. Um, and yeah, it's, it's wild. Oscar Wilde is wild and you should check him out. And some amazing quotes. I'm not going to drop any more of his quotes because I'm sure Oscar Wilde will be coming up again in our deep thoughts segment. Uh, something interesting about this particular quote that I enjoy. Uh, this quote was referenced in the lyrics for Janelle Monae's Screwed. Uh, her lyrics in the build up to the outro. Um, uh, the lyrics were, see, everything is sex except sex, which is power. You know, power is just sex. You screw me and I'll screw you too. Everything is sex except sex, which is power. You know, power is just sex. Now ask yourself who's screwing you. Um, Screwed is a fantastic song. I think it might have already been uh, put into the Trash Fire of Talk recommendations. I know Janelle Monae is uh, because she is fantastic and Dirty Computer is a banger of an album that I do not think got the acclaim that it deserved. Um, and, you know, in referencing Wild in this particular song, the song Screwed was all about uh, being fucked by positions of authority and the people who hold those positions of authority. And uh, it's it's a, an interesting use of, you know, that quote and a reframing it uh, and focusing especially on the power element of it with regards to being screwed both as a sexual act, but also when we talk about someone fucking us over, uh, we're not talking about sex, but we are talking about power. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That is the first deep thoughts for, uh, the podcast and for season two. I think that's a good start for that segment. Here's the next new segment. Um, what's Nicolas Cage up to? Yeah, that's the segment. What's Nicolas Cage up to? I unapologetically fucking love Nicolas Cage. I, I think he's a wild figure in our society. And um, sometimes I'm just curious, what the fuck's Nicolas Cage up to these days? So, uh, yesterday, January 7th, uh, today as of recording and release of this episode, it's January 8th. So yesterday, January 7th, was Nicolas Cage's 56th birthday. So happy fucking birthday, Nicolas Cage. I don't know how he celebrated, but I do know how he celebrated the new year. Uh, he was in a tiny pub called Tramway's Social Club in Somerset, England. He, uh, he owns a cottage in Somerset, England, and... He dropped by this pub. It's a members-only pub, but being as he's Nicolas Cage, he was uh, afforded an honorary membership. Uh, he dropped in, bought champagne for everybody, hung out, took pictures, and that's how he celebrated New Year's Eve. So that's pretty cool. Good on you, Nicolas Cage. Uh, Cage has an upcoming movie uh, that is dropping January 24th. Um, so hey, January 25th, uh, go see the new Nick Cage movie and then come out to Nacho Treehouse. That sounds like a hell of a fucking Saturday. Um, 
or, you know, go see it Friday when it drops, whatever you want to do. Uh, but the movie is called The Color Out of Space. It's director Richard Stanley, uh, who, who's helming the, uh, the picture. He's best known for the absolute madness that surrounded the film Island of Dr. Moreau. And if you've never seen the documentary Lost Soul, watch that documentary. It's all about the making of the movie Island of Dr. Moreau and what happened with Richard Stanley around that movie. It's, it's more interesting than the movie itself, though I do enjoy the movie. Uh, it is a, a strange one to watch. Uh, the producers behind The Color Out of Space are the same uh, production team that produced Mandy, another Nicolas Cage movie that is one of my favorite movies in recent years and, and of all time. It is so fucking trippy. It's a great movie. Uh, this film, Color Out of Space, is based on the short story by H.P. Lovecraft. And I know, H.P. Lovecraft is a fucking garbage human being who wrote some really interesting fantasy and sci-fi. And sadly, throughout the ages, most fantasy and sci-fi authors were fucking trash people. So, sorry, I don't, like, that, everyone getting bent out of shape about J.K. Rowling, it's like, yeah, there's precedent for fantasy authors being dog shit, especially in a lot of the British ones. I mean, in fairness, they were the ones who were getting published at the time. and You know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, fuck J.K. Rowling, you turf. And fuck H.P. Lovecraft, you racist, among other horrible things. Don't look up what he named his cat if you don't already know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Tommy Chong is also in this movie, so that's fun. That's, yeah, there you go. Uh, watch the trailer. It looks wild. Uh, like I said, comes out January 24th. Um, that's what Nicolas Cage is up to. So that answers that question. Uh, there are some segments to the podcast that I wanted to keep, so I did. Um, but uh, first one is recommendations. You know, because one of my favorite things to do is talk about things that I enjoy. So I want to keep recommendations going. Um, I saw uh, Knives Out. It was fantastic. I don't want to say much about it because it really should be seen. Um, I will say, if you go into it expecting a Clue-style whodunit, you know, or or like a like a, a murder mystery along the lines of Murder on the Orient Express or anything like that, you may be slightly disappointed as this movie in true Ryan Johnson fashion subverts a lot of those tropes, uh, of, uh, a mystery film. Um, however, if you go into it, just going along for the ride and the performances and all of that, it really is fun. It is a very fun movie. I went and saw it. It's been out for weeks and I went and saw it this past weekend and the theater was packed. So, Knives Out, go see it. It's fantastic. Um, music recommendation. Uh, I'm only doing one song now per episode because I was, I was having to do a lot of research. And that's very timely. Um, very time, not timely, very time consuming to do all the research around all the songs. Uh, and, and, you know, have the backstories and the history and all that kind of stuff. So, uh 
toning that down, I'm only recommending one song, uh, and I fucking, I love this, uh, song, it's, uh, the theme from, uh, the Batman 60s TV series, it's a good song, it was written by Neil Hefty, who's also known for writing the Odd Couple theme, as well as a, a number of other television and movie themes, uh, the song is built around a surf rock guitar, and I've been in a wild surf rock mood lately. I don't know why. Um, but surf rock guitar, an eight-member chorus, singing the name Batman throughout the song in harmony with the trumpets. Neil Hefty, in addition to being a composer, also a fantastic jazz trumpeter. Um, the song has been covered by numerous artists of the time, such as the Marquettes, the Ventures, the Standells, and surf rock legend Link Ray. Plus, there's been covers of it done by The Who, The Kinks, The Jam. Basically, if you have The in your name, you should cover the Batman theme. That's just how that goes. It was also referenced in Prince's track Bat Dance off the Batman 89 soundtrack, uh, which is one of my favorite Prince albums. So, yeah, um... The, the Batman theme from the 60s TV series. I unapologetically love Batman 66. I love the movie. I love the TV series. I think it was so much fun. I adore camp as an aesthetic. And Camp Batman is perhaps my favorite Batman. Like, we all think we love gritty Batman, but gritty Batman's pretty fucking boring. Like, Christian Bale is the least interesting thing about those Batman movies. Everyone else is more interesting than that Batman. But you watch 60s Batman, that's a fun Batman. Like, Batman dances the bat Tusie. That's delightful. Watch Adam West try to dispose of a bomb in the Batman 60s movie. It's so much fun. I love 60s Batman. Um, oh, watch the animated Return of the Caped Crusaders and uh, Two-Face uh, movies that, that the, the Warner Brothers DC animation team came out with. Um, it was before Adam West passed away. So he does the voice of Batman. Uh, Burt Ward comes back as Robin. Um, they, they have, you know, any of the, the voice actors who are still around, Julie Newmar came back to be Catwoman. Um, any of the voice actors who are still around come back to do the voices, uh, or any of the actors from, from the 60s TV series. You know, obviously, unfortunately, um, like Cesar Romero and Burgess Meredith and, and so on had passed away already by the time they did these, these movies. But they're still so much fun. And when it's uh, Batman versus Two-Face, William Shatner plays Harvey Dent slash Two-Face, which is a fun bit of casting. So, yeah, go go watch those animated features. They're a nice little kind of a, a, a send-off for the, the Batman 60s and a love letter for that time in, in Batman history. Um, so there you go. That's uh, some recommendations for you. And now on to the time-honored final segment of the show, which is the tarot card pull. That's right, I wasn't going to leave off the tarot card pull. Of course not. 
Um, in this episode, I'm pulling from the This Might Hurt Tarot deck by Isabella Rodman, a uh, local artist. Uh, check Isabella out. Um, this Might Hurt on Instagram. Fantastic artist. Uh, the, the deck is lovely. Um, the card that I've pulled for this episode um, is uh, The Lovers. And The Lovers may seem like an obvious card. Obviously, it's about love, lovers, relationships, whatever. Um, but there's a subtext to The Lovers card that is often ignored. And that is choices. Choices is important when it comes to The Lovers and love. Um, balancing love of multiple things, you know, because we are multiple faceted people multifaceted people. That's what I was trying to get to. Uh, look, I just woke up and this is the first thing I'm doing today. It's trash fire of talk for a reason, folks. Um, <laughs> I love how I can just say that when I'm fucking up. I'm like, well, what do you want? It's trash fire of talk, uh, built in, uh, damage control anyway. Uh, so yes, lovers choices, balance, Perhaps you're having to balance your time or your attention and how you spend it. You know, especially as performers, we know how tough it can be finding the, those balances of things. You know, being out performing versus being home. Love of craft or love of the audience uh, versus love of home life and family and friends and, and whatnot. Uh, maybe it's the balance of, of balancing love of others versus balancing uh, self-love. Uh, and making sure we don't lose ourselves in our pursuit of others. You know, love isn't just about love. Love is about choices and decisions that we make every day. And the lovers as a card sometimes arrives to remind us of the choices and decisions that we are making and how we need to pay attention to them. And, you know, pay attention to our priorities and pay attention to how we are structuring our lives around our, our pursuits, our passions, and our loves. So, as I leave you this episode, I want you to focus on how you balance yourself. Um, because 2020 is going to be a lot of things. It's going to be, I, I see so many people on personal upswings and I see so many things beyond the, the, the individual that are just tumbling into madness and trying to balance your, your, your joys and your passions and your successes of self with also being cognizant of the state of, of things and the world around you. It's, it's all about balance. And we need to keep that in mind as we go forward in this new year. So that is what I want you to focus on heading into the rest of 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast, um, for, for letting me be, be part of your, of, your, of your time, of your life, uh, you know, you taking the time to listen to this. I appreciate you so much. Uh, so thank you. And... Uh, new episodes coming soon. Um, like I said, I might be dropping to once a week, uh, just because I need balance. And 
you know, balancing my my time and my efforts around my my multiple endeavors, whether it's the band or it's the shows I'm producing or the shows I'm trying to be part of or the podcast or my life, my actual life life, you know, um, it, it's all about that balancing act. And I wish you all the best in it in this new year. And I love you and thank you. And uh, as always, you know, keep that trash fire burning, y'all. <laughs>